Faith Over Fear is brought to you by Life Audio and is part of our Faith Toolkit series. For more inspirational, faith-affirming podcasts, visit us at lifeaudio.com. Hello and welcome to the Faith Over Fear podcast, where we discuss practical ways we can choose to let our faith rule. Fear holds us back, but it doesn't have to. Hearing that, you might think, you don't understand my fear. You don't understand my struggle. You don't understand how powerful my anxious thoughts can be. And first, I feel like I do because like I've shared before, I've battled OCD for some time. But second, I have a guest today who gets it. For a while, her fears won. They defeated her, but step by step, God has given her the tools to overcome. Today, I have singer and songwriter Kylie Odetta joining us. Hi, Kylie. Hi, how are you? It's so great to hear your, I'm excited to hear your story. You're going to be sharing your battle against debilitating anxiety, correct? Yeah, absolutely. So Kylie is a 2020. 22-year-old soul pop singer-songwriter from Greenville, South Carolina. She started writing music when she was eight years old. Through many adventures in the pursuit of her dreams, she fell in love with Jesus, people, and storytelling. And she's toured nationally and internationally. She's performed in front of crowds for anywhere from 20 people to 20,000 people. And she also participated in Holy Love Ministries, a live prayer and praise session. So that was awesome. She has multiple albums. She loves to read. Yay. She loves to walk her one-year-old Labrador retriever. And she leads a small group of high school girls at her local church. She's a bright and bubbly person, but she's also weathered through a lot of personal battles with anxiety and OCD intrusive thoughts. And she will be the first to tell you it's only through the power of scripture and his grace that she finds herself living more confident and free every day. And she hopes that her music and her story and her time here will encourage others as they press on in their own journey towards freedom and healing. So she's got four different albums I hope you'll check out after this podcast, Roots and Petals, which is your latest release, correct? Yes, yes. It just came out on April 17th. So very excited about that. Awesome. And I've listened to a lot of the songs on there. I love them. And she also has her, her next album is Undertow, High Dreamer, and Waiting Game. And so all of her music can be found on Spotify, on iTunes, and all other music platforms. You can find her, follow her on Instagram at Kylie Odetta. And so her name is spelled K-Y- L-I-E. So I should probably put her her name in one of my novels. I love that. K-Y-L-I-E. <laughs> Kylie Odetta. O-D-E-T-T-A. So you can find her on Instagram and then also KylieOdetta.com. And then we'll put that in the show notes as well. So Kylie, can you share a little bit leading up to just when, when your anxiety became when you realized that it was something you really had to deal with that you couldn't avoid anymore. 
Yeah. So a couple of years ago, um, I went through a pretty crazy breakup. I was having a lot of family drama going on at the time, and it was a big transition period in my life as well. And so a lot of different things were happening that I think triggered the specific um, season of anxiety and darkness that I went into, but I had experienced anxiety and intrusive thoughts for most of my life. I just didn't know that that is what was happening to me. Um, I didn't really have the vocabulary to say I'm having anxiety or I'm having intrusive mm-hmm. thoughts, you know? And so, uh, I remember a specific summer, it was about two and a half, three years ago now. And like I said, all of these big emotional things were going on. And then all of a sudden I just started getting attacked with these negative, crazy thoughts. And because I had anxiety previously, instead of, you know, allowing those thoughts to come in and be like, oh, that's crazy. and letting it go. Mm-hmm. I latched onto those thoughts and thought, oh my goodness, is this true about me? Is this true about the world? What's going to happen? What's, what's going on? Who am I? Mm-hmm. And so because of the nature of the thoughts, I just got so overwhelmed and didn't feel like I wanted to talk to anybody about it because I thought I was going crazy. Mm-hmm. And so for months, I didn't really say anything. And I was just dealing with this on my own. And it just sent me into a downward spiral where I lost most of my identity, my confidence, my personality. I mean, I just felt so consumed. And the more I tried to overcome the thoughts, meaning that I tried to not think about them, is the more that they kept popping into my brain, you know? Mm -hmm. And so it was, yeah, it was just a pattern of a lot of different things that kind of triggered it. And then the continuous motion of thinking about those things and trying to not think about those things that really ingrained it into my whole being for a while. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, and you, you mentioned you thought like you felt like you were going crazy. Mm. And I think a lot of people it's, it's becoming, we're talking about it a lot more, but I still think when we're in it, we can feel so alone. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I felt so isolated, you know, mm because I thought that oh, sure, people experience anxiety, but they probably haven't experienced it to this level or they haven't had this exact thought. And I can't, I surely I can't tell anybody because they wouldn't understand. Um, And so it it was very isolating and that was just scary and sad in Mm -hmm. itself, you know, Mm -hmm. because you feel like you're the only one. And like you said, you know, other people have experienced anxiety, but you think, have they really experienced Mm -hmm. it like this? Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. And I actually watched in your Roots and Petals video, which I encourage our listeners to check out that video. You can Google it and find it on YouTube, but you share one particular experience in that video of your family was in a restaurant. Tell us about Mm -hmm. that day. Yeah. So this was the day that I basically reached a turning point in my journey with anxiety. Um, It had gotten so debilitating to the point where I couldn't even go inside to have lunch with my family. I was meeting them there. Um, We were supposed to go inside, have lunch normal. They didn't know anything was going on at this point. And I just found myself, I got out of my car to go inside and I just could not take another step. And so I sat down on the curb right next to where my car was. And I just sat there trying to muster up energy to go inside and face them and just have a normal conversation. And I just could not move. I was so numb and paralyzed and I just felt 
like a shell of who I was. And I thought they're going to find out immediately something's going on. So I just sat there and sat there and I couldn't move. And finally, after about 30, 45 minutes, they came outside looking for me because they knew I was on the way. And they saw me sitting there. And when they came up to me and asked me, what are you doing? I just started bawling. And I said, I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't do it anymore. And they were so confused. Um, but they ended up, you know, carrying me practically into their car and taking me to their house. And it was then they were like, you got to tell us what's going on. What, mm -hmm. what is happening? Cause they had never seen me like that. Mm -hmm. And so that's when I opened up about what I had been experiencing with anxiety. Mm -hmm. And they basically poured a, a lot of love and encouragement into me in that moment. And that did not heal me at all in the moment, but it was the start of me bringing my scenario and my situation to the light so that it could get some healing. And so once I opened my mouth and talked to them, they helped me, okay, should we see a therapist? What can we do? How can we help? And that was kind of the, the big change that started for me. So when you were struggling, when, when your anxiety was like at its peak, okay, and you were wrestling, not, not really understanding what was going on, did that challenge your faith at all? It 100% challenged my faith because I feel like I had a pretty strong relationship with God. Mm -hmm. And then when these things started happening in my mind, I definitely doubted, is he real? Is he good? I mean, why is this happening to me? I thought I was a happy, good person. Like why, why me? Why now? And, um, it was really hard because I prayed and I prayed and I mm -hmm. thought, you know, is nothing happening? Do I, I thought, do I not have enough faith? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Is that why this has happened to me? Is that why I'm not being able to get out of this? Is it because I lack faith? Mm -hmm. And, you know, it was really amazing because in that time, because I had the foundation of having a relationship with God, although it seemed like nothing was working, I still clung to him mm -hmm. and I sought counsel from people who believed in him. And so one woman in particular pointed me to declaring scripture over yourself and pleading the salvation of Jesus over your mind every morning. Mm -hmm. And I had not experienced that before. I had never heard of that or tried that before. Mm -hmm. And that was the key thing, honestly, to my healing completely was this, this declaration of God's word and replacing the lies in my mind with God's mm -hmm. truth. Mm -hmm. And I did not feel like things were working at the time, but slowly I saw as I actually practiced what God mm -hmm. says to do to renew your mind, mm -hmm. it worked. And now I can say there is real power in the word and name of Jesus, you know? Mm -hmm. And, and I like what you talked about how you, Really, I think you kind of touched on something like how we feel versus what is true, right? And and in the moment you were feeling all of this chaos, and obviously God doesn't want us to live in chaos, but sometimes we can, there's so much that can go on that really contributes to our anxiety, whether it's a, a biochemical reaction that can play mm -hmm. a part, hormones can play a part, whether it's um, whether it's, you know, there is a spiritual element uh, that can play a part and some of it can be habitual ways of thinking. All of those things can can play a part and we can begin, if we're raised in around, in a faith community, we can think that that means we're always going to be okay emotionally. Mm. And, and I don't yeah. feel like that's what God promised. 
He, he gave us yeah. tools to live in faith, to choose our faith over our anxiety and over yeah. our fear. But we need to, we won't always feel his presence, right? I mean, I think. Yeah. Yeah. But he's promised yeah. that he's there. Yep. I think that's what, definitely true. And it's definitely true for my specific story because, you know, emotions, I think are God given and they're great tools to assess how we're feeling and, and realize, you know, why am I being triggered by this? Or why do I feel so overwhelmed by that? You know, they're great, uh, turning or they're, they're great tools in, in themselves point to maybe some deeper things that are going on, but they themselves don't get the final say over who mm-hmm. we are. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I think something I realized is that, and I wrote actually a, a declaration I feel that was given to me by God in that moment is I did not feel strong or confident. I did not feel happy. I did not feel like I could overcome this. I didn't feel any of those things. But God's truth says, I am fearfully and wonderfully made. I am not given a spirit of fear. I'm given a spirit of power and love and sound mind. And so if, if I have to at some point choose, am I going to believe what my mind is telling me? Or am I going to believe what God is telling me? Mm-hmm. And so it's hard. It's, and it's not as easy as it sounds, you know, and mm-hmm. I'm sure a lot of people listening have experienced that it's not easy to do that, but just because it's not easy doesn't mean it's not possible. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. that's like so important. It, it was so important for me because I had to make a decision every day, multiple mm-hmm. times a day. Am I going to trust myself or am I going to trust God? Mm-hmm. And I think God, you know, gets us to a point where in our relationship, we can trust that, you know, we're in relationship with him and he's working through us. But in those moments where we're feeling very weak, we mm-hmm. have to look to something greater, something bigger and something better than our emotions because mm-hmm. they're throwing us all over the place and God is steady. Mm-hmm. And so we have to lean on that and lean on the truth. And like I said, I've seen that that works. Like he's proven mm-hmm. himself to me personally. And mm-hmm. so now when I face relapses or moments where mm-hmm. I feel anxiety again, I can say, okay, I understand. I feel this and I acknowledge mm-hmm. that. And I'm not I'm not putting it to the side saying it's not real, mm-hmm. but I'm choosing to let God's word reign higher over mm-hmm. my emotions. Mm-hmm. I love that. And, and I especially love that song, Roots and Petals. And so that's when I first became familiar with you. I would love if you could play a little bit of that for our listening audience today. Yeah, absolutely. This is Roots and Petals. And like she said, you can find it online if you want to listen to the full song, play a first verse and a chorus for you guys here. I can feel my petals withering Yeah, my knuckles bleed I can hear my mind scream retreat Some days I'm growing towards the light. Some days I listen to the lies. I don't always feel like trying to hold back the darkness, but Lord knows I fight. Cause when I fight, I know that I can lose. 
In the face of truth, I'm stronger than you. There you go. That was beautiful. I love that song. And she shares the a lot of things surrounding her anxiety. If you find her video on YouTube, you know, I'm curious because now you're pretty vocal and, and you're pretty, so from someone who couldn't even walk into a restaurant, now you're on stage and you're on mm-hmm. YouTube and you're on social media. In the past, did your anxiety, did that threaten your calling? Yes. <laughs> uh, so in the midst of my my battle, you know, the the worst parts of it, I thought, how am I ever going to be able to stand on a stage again? How am I ever going to even just encourage people when I feel so defeated myself? Um, and as slowly God brought me out of that season, he just really opened my eyes to see and have empathy for people who were going through the same thing that I was. And it really wasn't until I did, I felt God press on me to share my story uh, at a live show. And I hadn't really, I had been vocal somewhat about my faith before, um, but I hadn't really gotten too deep into my struggles at live shows. I was always honest, but like I said, I went through this crazy battle and I thought I'm never talking about this Mm. because this was just too hard. But God pressed on me, I think you need to share your story. And literally after that show, multiple people came up to me crying, saying, I needed to hear that. I literally have been going through the same thing. I had no idea. You just encouraged me so much. I had a woman who's older than me come up to me after a show, after I shared it another time and say she was considering killing herself that wow. night. And that song gave her the hope to hang in there. And she had three daughters. She had, it was a crazy, wow. and I pr- got to pray over her. And so I remember her to this day. And she is who I think of when I think when it's getting a little hard, I don't want to keep talking mm-hmm. about all these things. Da, da, da. And, and God's like, remember her, remember mm-hmm. these people, remember my world that needs hope. And like, I, so I feel very um, burdened in a positive way to share my story for the fact that it could help other people. And so I think that God needs people who are open and vocal about what he's done in their life. And I definitely feel that on my heart. And I've seen that happen. I've seen his goodness of helping other people through my story, turning my ashes to beauty for myself and for other people. Mm-hmm. And you had talked about, so what are some of the, you talked about how truth really helped, focusing on truth really helped you move forward. And I want to talk about that in a minute, but what other ways did you find increased freedom? Yeah. So I, it was a multitude of things, you know, obviously declaring and speaking scripture over myself was very key, but I also saw a therapist. Mm -hmm. And so I went weekly and talked with her and that was very helpful to just understand kind of the more scientific side of renewing your brain, which I think goes hand in hand with biblical truth. Mm -hmm. Um, I also, I did talk to a few close friends and family, not many, because like I said, I didn't want to share what my thoughts were. I didn't want to share what I was experiencing, Mm -hmm. but I had one or two like trusted people, like my, my mom, my brother, and then one of my friends that I was able to be completely honest with. And that just lifted the burden off my chest a little bit because they reminded me, Hey, these thoughts are not who you are. They're thoughts that you're having and not all thoughts come from God and not all thoughts are true. Mm -hmm. You know, we have so much information in our world that's coming at us and our thoughts get, 
you know, we take in information and we try to exit information from our brain. And so as we're trying to process, there's so many things that are mm-hmm. popping into our head and they don't all have equal weight or equal power to be true. And mm-hmm. so, you know, just talking and being reminded of who I was from people who knew me from my whole life was really awesome. I wrote some songs as I was coming out of the season. I definitely journaled and prayed to God all the time, wrote down my thoughts so I could get them out of my head. And I distracted myself, to be honest. I would literally, if I was having a really bad day or really feeling consumed by my thoughts, I would just go and do something crazy Uh and fun. Not crazy in a negative way, but like I would go run outside and play or do something. Uh I would, you know, go sing a song. I would go hang out with a friend. I would do anything to get my mind off of those thoughts and into the physical world again, because mm-hmm. when you're by yourself, just thinking and thinking and thinking, Absolutely. it doesn't do any good. <laughs> it, mm-hmm. it can help to just literally go do something random right. that has nothing to do with trying to overcome your thoughts, you know, and mm-hmm. that in itself does help to, to right. kind of make them go away for a little while. Right. And laughter can be so healing and so empowering. We don't know how to laugh anymore. I think that's one of the things Mm. our culture is losing is the ability to just be silly and to laugh. Was there one particular verse that really resonated with you during that time? Yeah. So I would say definitely um, Second Timothy one seven, which is for we were not given a spirit of fear, but a spirit of power and love and sound mind. And you know, all three of those points were really important to me: power, love, and sound mind. Because mm-hmm. I felt like I, like I said, I felt like I was crazy. I felt like I did not have a sound mind. But mm-hmm. here's God saying I do, and mm-hmm. so I'm like, okay. I, I was given a sound mind. I can get through this. I can be powerful. I can have love and experience mm-hmm. love freely again. Um, and so that was definitely the biggest banner over my life in that time. And mm-hmm. so now, and I love that verse, especially when we consider, so I'm a fan of Paul who wrote, who wrote the verse. He was an ancient evangelist. He wrote a lot of the new Testament. And when we recognize his story and everything that was going on during his time. So he was writing when Nero was in power and Nero was probably one of the cruelest emperors in the history, one of the cruelest rulers in the history of all mankind and unprecedented persecution was occurring. And he was, I mean, just in horrific way, Christians were being being persecuted in horrific ways. And Paul was writing from a Roman dungeon. Like when we hear, we think of, okay, he's in prison. Well, the maritime prisons, they were dark, damp, dank dungeons that prisoners were actually lowered into to await persecution. And sometimes they would just be left there to starve to death, to die. So it was Mm -hmm. dark, it was wet, it was cold, it probably stunk like death, like, like decomposing. I mean, that would be a horrific, her- terrifying place to live. And when you reach that place, you knew you're probably not getting out. And, and scholars believe that he wrote this like this, it was shortly before he actually was beheaded. And here he said to Timothy, two things, fan into flame the gift of the gift that God gave you, yeah, which could bring you right where I'm at. And and this was to his beloved son, somebody he loved dearly. And, and then he said, and you can imagine the anxiety and the fear that had to just 
at times when he led it, I'm sure consumed Timothy because he wasn't Jesus. He didn't have like an extra dose of Jesus than we did. Right. <laughs> I mean, they, they struggle with the same things. And, but here's what, like you said, he told him that first fear didn't come from God. Hmm. And you mentioned that as well, when you talked about yeah. giving some thoughts more weight than others. Yeah. Something that uh, really kind of stuck with me and that I still think of from time to time is that if a thought is bringing you anxiety and fear, it's most likely not from God. And that doesn't mean that God sometimes doesn't, you know, give us information that confuses us possibly, mm -hmm. you know, like there's some things in life that we're like, I don't have clarity on this, mm -hmm. but God ultimately brings peace. And so if he's speaking love and kindness and peace and maybe a challenge, but it's for a positive force, you know, mm -hmm. then, then that's, you can know, okay, this is probably from God and also a good way. And the most trustworthy way to test your thoughts is, does it line up with scripture? Mm -hmm. You know, like if it is not lining up with who God is in the Bible, then you don't have to keep it and you don't have to take it as authority over your life. You can say, mm -hmm. this doesn't get to have power over me because it's not lining mm -hmm. up with who God says I am. And so I'm going to let it go. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So recognizing it doesn't come from God. And then Paul also reminded him, and you referenced this as well. So this doesn't come from God, but this is what comes from God, what he had already been given. And I especially, you referenced the power, that part of the verse being so mm. important in your journey. And scripture tells us we have resurrection power. If we belong to Jesus Christ, the same power that rose a corpse from the grave <laughs> lives yeah. in us. And the Christian life is about learning to access and live in that power so that our whole self, yeah. our thoughts, our minds, our, our whole body lives aligned with Jesus Christ in his power. And, and you also mm -hmm. talked about the sound mind part of this verse and fear does attack our minds and leads to, mm -hmm. I know for me, if I give in my irrational thoughts, just increase until what is possible becomes what is probable and what is yeah. true comes into question. Yeah. Well, I think, you know, so much of our life we spend thinking about ourselves and not necessarily in, uh, we're not consciously maybe trying to do that, but even in trying to overcome something like anxiety or intrusive thoughts, we're thinking, how can I overcome this? How can I fix this? How can I not experience these thoughts anymore? Not feel these emotions anymore. It's all focused on our power, but mm -hmm. our power as Christians doesn't come from ourselves. It mm -hmm. comes from God. And mm -hmm. so it was really huge for me to remember, okay, I don't even necessarily have to try so hard to overcome this. I just have to keep my eyes on God and let his power mm -hmm. like fix everything going on inside of me. Mm -hmm. And so like when we're talking about power, it's yes, through God, we have amazing power, resurrection power, like you said, to overcome anything that the world throws at us mm -hmm. because of the finished work on the cross. But if we just look at our own strength, it could seem like I can't do this. We might find ourselves saying, I hear everything you're saying, but I, I can't. And you're mm -hmm. exactly right. You on your mm -hmm. own cannot, but with God, we can do anything. Mm -hmm. And so it's important to keep our focus that he is powerful. And the more that I think we spend time making much of him and remembering what he's done, um, then it's going to help us to see, okay, even when I don't feel like I can, God who created the universe, 
God who raised Jesus from the dead, he can surely overcome my anxiety and help me with this. So I'm going to focus on his power and let that become my power. Well, we only have a couple more minutes. Before we go, I would love if they could hear one of my favorite songs that you sing, I'm Still Here. Would you give us just a taste of that? Yes, yes. And this song is coming out in June. For those of you who want to keep up with me, it will be coming soon. Feel like I just woke up from a two-year nap. Everything's been so strange, but I woke up. Now I'm finally back, feeling myself and seeing things I never used to notice. Life don't look so hopeless now. I'm clicking my heels and I'm skipping my feet. Everything seems so new. It's like I'm me, but with a whole new piece. Never thought I'd come through, but now I know that all the dark times only make the light shine brighter. I am here after all my tears. I am here facing all my fears. I'm alive and I'm yeah, I know I'm gonna be fine. I am here, been through hell and back. I am here, I am stronger than the doubts inside of my mind. Yeah, I know I'm gonna be fine. I am here. I love that song. So make sure to check out her music. Make sure to share it with friends because God is using Kylie Odetta to point others to freedom, to change lives. And that's that's a beautifully, eternally powerful thing. Thank you for joining us. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. I hope you discovered some next steps in your journey to freedom. Make sure to subscribe to this podcast, share it with your friends, because I firmly believe God wants us to participate in his freedom mission. It would really encourage me if you would write this podcast. And I would love to connect with you online and on social media. Just Google my name. You should be able to find me. And until next time, go in peace and keep advancing toward increased freedom because God has not given you a spirit of fear. To the contrary, he's given you everything you need to live in courageous victory. Thank you so much for joining us, Kylie. Thanks so much for having me. Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening to Faith Over Fear, a production of Life Audio and the Salem Web Network. If you enjoyed what you heard today, we'd love for you to head over to your favorite podcast app and leave us a review. To learn more about Jennifer Slattery or to check out any of the resources she mentioned in this episode, just head over to her website, jenniferslatterylivesoutloud.com, or check out our show notes. This episode was produced by Kelly Givens and edited by Stephen Sanders. A special thanks to our executive producer, Stephen McGarvey. For more Faith Toolkit podcasts like this, just head over to lifeaudio.com. This is Perseus Poku, host of the Sound Reasoning Ministry podcast. Learn how to share and defend your faith by listening to us weekly. Subscribe at lifeaudio.com.